Jim O'Sullivan joins us. Jim, how are you? Whereabouts are you today? Well, I'm at home working, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> yeah. I was going over to the New Zealand Cup, but I, I, it didn't work out, so I, I, I just had to stay and do some work. Well, it did work out at one stage, and we'll get to that in a moment or two. And it probably pains me to tell you this, Jim, but I don't know who your favourite horse that you trained was, and it most likely it was My Lightning Blue, but... The horse of yours I absolutely loved was its motor power, but we're not going to go down that track. He was by New York Motoring, who was by who was the sire of Barrel Boy, of course, for those playing along at home. But tell us a bit about My Lightning Blue. He had a couple of starts in New Zealand as a two-year-old, and then you had some very good stable clients that obviously you purchased him for. Yeah, yeah, I went over and trialled him, and and I liked him. He wasn't fashionably bred, but but he was just a nice horse, you know. Uh, uh, he, he he went beyond our expectations, you know. If we'd a, if we'd a got back what we paid for him and, and a little bit more, we'd have been happy. But he just got better and better, you know. He was such a great racehorse, you know. He did. He won four races for you as a two-year-old, and then he won nine as a three-year-old, including, I suppose, the standout was that Australian Derby win. But it seems like looking at his record. He, there was some issues during his three-year-old year. He ran in a New South Wales derby heat, but not the final. You went to Queensland, but he didn't run in the Queensland derby. So was there some issues through that three-year-old season? Uh, he, he was a bit, uh, he was very green as a young horse, you know. He used yeah, to okay. run around a bit. I had to work on his tractability a little bit, but but he was a, he, he was a very good two-year-old, but he was very, very green, you know. And, and then he gradually got out of it as a three-year-old. I can remember I won the, Guineas at Bendigo one night, and he led, and he, he yeah. went the fastest half ever run at Bendigo. And but he he was running off the track. He was doing all sorts of things wrong. And I remember Graham Lang, who was you know a great judge and a good friend of mine. He said, "I think that horse, if he straightens up, could probably be the best horse in the country." <laughs> and he wasn't far wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah. He was my neighbour at the time, you know. So uh, I took notice of what he said. <laughs> yeah, well, you wouldn't. Yeah, you. You would have been a bit younger than Graham, I suppose, and looked up to him throughout his throughout your early days in your career. Yeah, he was he was always hard to beat in a race, Graham. Uh, but he was a great guy, yeah, you know, great guy. Sadly missed, you know. I used to always love having a chat with him because he was a he was a bush uh, lawyer virtually, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 when he used to go in the steward's room, he used to he used to run him around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> four four year old season and. For a four-year-old to run second in a Truel Memorial Australian Pacing Championship and in a miracle mile to a horse called Master Mood, he, he, those three seconds, then a third in the Victoria Cup. He won a Ballarat Cup, but it probably wasn't quite the status it is today. He was a great four-year-old, and you opted to go to have a crack at an inter-dominion in New Zealand. Yeah, well, well, he was he, he was going really well at the time, and, and uh, his standing start, he was just held no fears for him and I remember I took him to stall for the stall cup I think that was one of his last runs he was off 30 metres behind and around before they'd done the track up a stall and I think he took about three seconds of the track record he he was off 30 and he was in front after going three quarters of a lap and, and he won and uh, and so that was that really boosted our, our confidence going there you know yeah, so that lead-up run to the New Zealand Cup, that store was the 19th of October. The Cup was the 10th of November. So you're about three weeks before. That was an important integral lead-up to have that stand-start practice? Yes, it was. You know, he he, he, um, 
he 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 was he was a great standing start horse, and he he he'd won from the stand previously, you know. So, but but it was just a one I wanted to get out of the road before I went over, you know. You did give him one more run about uh, uh, four days later after stall. He ran fifth in a free for all at Mooney Valley of six runners. You only beat one home, and it was a stable mate. So was that a bit more preparation for him to get one extra yeah, run? Yeah, well, he needed. He needed the runs, you know, and and, uh, and uh, he, he I don't think he must have had much luck in that race, you know. So, uh, but 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 when he went to New Zealand, he he, he was he was favourite for the cup, and and, uh, and they loved him in New Zealand. Uh, so so it was really well when he won the Inter, he was outsider. So he went back, and he was favourite when he went back. So it was it was quite quite good. So to put it in perspective for people, the trifecta from the year before first second and third were all in the new zealand cup and including a horse called luxury liner who went on and this is 1987 we're talking people at home luxury liner won 1.7 million dollars we're talking one of the absolute superstars and you've gone into the race's favorite jim tell us a bit about the day and the lead up on the day and the build up etc oh it was it was magic because uh, but, uh, like the the Inner Dominion was was a pinnacle of my career, but but the New Zealand Cup was next on the list, and and I know for New Zealand there's some great horses have won at Cardigan Bay, Lordship, you know, like some really great horses have won it, you know. So it was just a and to have the favourite, which was was you know mind boggling, really, you know, and uh, he, he 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 was he, he was really really right up to it. I t- I trialed him at uh, we took him out and worked him at uh, Dicky Lee was over with. Um, I yeah. think it was at Game Ebony, I think, and we we worked them together at Monte Carrara on the Sunday, and we we worked. All the press was there, and he worked really, really, really good, you know. So that they were all on the ball. That, that all the press people were there to see him go around, you know. So I think Dicky won on the day too. I think he won a free for all on the day with his trotter. So it was a it was a good good uh, day for us. Jim, uh, Tim O'Connor here. I'm, I've just—you mightn't even know—I'm sitting back here listening. Uh, I, was, I am. I, I am on this show as well, but I, I've just been enjoying this chat, and I—I I wanted to get to the actual New Zealand Cup itself and, and talk about it. I, I have watched the replay. I watched it this morning, and <clears throat> I must admit the replay only starts, I reckon, at the corner, and it appears you're in the death seat. So, talk us through the race from start to finish. I mean, I assume he stepped well, um, and he was in the death, and he, and he raced away to win, of course, but. Can you take us through the race blow by blow for those that, that haven't seen it or witnessed it? Yeah, he stepped away good. He settled out about midfield and uh, in that type of race, and he was a fairly strong horse, and, and that type of race, you, 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 I wanted to be out of out of trouble, you know, so so I chuffed around and sat outside the leader. I think he was the first, only, he's the only horse to have won, sat in the death and won the New Zealand Cup, you know, so he, he, wow. he sat outside them and... Uh, and uh, I think he ran 56 half at home and 26 something, you know. And he broke the race record, which has been around, was around for about 75 years. And like I said, Cardigan Bay and all them sort of horses have won it. And and he he, he broke the record at that stage, you know. So uh, he he done it done a great job. But he, he was very strong. And and once I was up outside the lead, you you dictated for the horse like him because no one was going to come round. And uh, and and it was it was left to us then, you know. So it was great. Could you talk to us about you know the, the race itself, Jim, and what it means to, to people in New Zealand, and, and of course those in Australia that have gone over. But um, you know, it's run very close to our Melbourne Cup here. Um, I think it's some sort of holiday over there, and you know, it's the country's biggest race. You know, it's bigger than their thoroughbred races. Can you just talk 
to us about the enormity of what the New Zealand Trotting Cup is? Oh, yes, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I don't think it's a holiday in Christchurch itself, but like there's always 25,000 people or more go to it, and, and, and it's just electric, like in the, in the town of a night, you know, leading up to the Cup. I remember I was there, and, and we, we went out the night before, the day before, and there was people that they don't even knew pulled me up we were walking around the Christchurch having a little sticky beak and they pulled me up and said oh you've got the your favourite for the cup tomorrow and I thought yeah I wasn't used to that here yeah. and but but people were people knew they just knew the cup and they they knew the the, the Aussie horse was favourite and, and uh, but but uh, it was just just something else and like the Kiwis the the drives and trades that that's it's like the Inter Dominion to them, you know. I mean, they probably mm. want to win that more than it does Inter Dominion, you know. And and like I said, it's been run by won by some champions, you know. And and uh, I can remember seeing a replay of it, Cardigan Bay won it, and and they all complain about being on ten metres or whatever it was in different times, you know. But he won off fifty four yards behind, which is <laughs> mind boggling, you know. And 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 his horses he raced against was a lot better quality than I raced against, you know. So, uh, but but. It's just one of those races, you know. Um, I'm not sure if it, or you'd say it changed your life, but could you put or give us an idea of where winning this race sits on your, you know, your illustrious career? You've you've done just about everything in the game. You've won a Gordon Rutherford medal. Um, where's where's this sit for you? Is it is it the number one achievement in your career, Jim? Oh, probably in the Dominion, you know, but it's followed closely by it. Was it was always one. I when I was a kid, I used to listen to it on the radio, like a staticky, uh, all these horses massacre and all oh, different horses winning yeah. it, you know. And it was just mind-boggling as a kid, you know, to think. And they even to go there. Well, I, I think I was, went over the first trip and to see Pro Chevalier. Like he was a he, we raced against him a fair bit, you know. And and I went over to to see him race and he, he got beat as good a horse as he was he couldn't win it you know so uh, and and then then gradually we we had one good enough we thought was good enough to go there and 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 to win it when horses like mark avena and 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 there's been a lot of good horses from australia gone there and couldn't win it you know so yeah it's not an easy race to win <laughs> put it that way and what was the reaction when you came back jim from the australian uh, tri- harness racing community it must have been enormous yeah, it was really because he was the first horse in 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 oh, thirty odd years to 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 win it, you know, and an Australian horse, you know. So uh, and like I said, a horse was a good horse like Brosh Valley couldn't win it, and uh, you know, our maestro has been been a swag of him couldn't win it, you know. Yeah. And so it was just mind-boggling to win it, and and, and everybody was over the moon, you know. So it was it was really really good, yeah. You know? And not many have won it since either, mate. It's just when you go back through it, like Flashing Red won those two and he was sort of trained by Australians and sort of not in the butts, etc. But it's been rarely done by Australians. And what you did, I don't think we can really equate, like 1987, how difficult it would have been to head over to New Zealand and to win this race. It's still one of the greatest achievements by anyone in harness racing in Australia. Yeah, well, it was it was a great great thrill, you know, and uh, I think that we were the only ones who won the won the Inter Dominion and New Zealand Cup, so it was it was really something else, you know. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's an amazing memory, really, and uh, we hope hopefully Australia can do it again with Swayze. If not, uh, yeah, we'll we'll still bask in the glory that uh, you achieved all those years ago. 
Yeah, I think Swayze's got a good chance. He, he's pretty, uh, standing starts probably a little bit tricky for him, but he's in pretty good hands. Uh, and uh, the, the guy that's got him surprises everybody now and again with him. So it wouldn't surprise him surprise me if he won it. You know, he's, he's got he's got all the attributes. He's a great star, high speed horse, and, and he's got a good driver. So he's got it all going for him. Very good. Thanks, Jim, for your time, mate. Okay, no worries. Okay, bye. Thanks, Jim.